0: Live from the biggest studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, returning back to you. No interviews, no, no Susie this week, just little old me to bring you kind of some of the stuff that's floating out in the geekverse that has caught my eye, uh, some of the stories, my take on a few things that are going on, just to kind of keep you apprised of the, the world at large in regards to geekdom. That's what we do here at 5280. We just scour the, the the globe for stuff to entertain you. <laughs> really, I had nothing else to do. I'm just going to sit here and just, you know, surf the net. It's, you know, it's weird. So, first of all, before we get to the weirdness, we are sponsored by Susie Q's, who unfortunately is not in studio with us this week, but is hard at work getting ready for some of the upcoming cons. She will be at Denver Comic-Con later this month, or excuse me, Fan Expo uh, later this month, the Convention Center. In addition to us as well, we will be covering the con. So keep an eye on our Instagram which is 5280 geek, keep an eye on our Facebook page again which is 5280 geek. And if you're you're really feeling ambitious, Go to the website. Check out 5280 Geek. <laughs> Starting to see a theme here, aren't you? <laughs> uh, but we are sponsored by Susie Q's. And she's got some new stuff up. She's posted some fantastic jewelry. Or if you want to wait until the con at the end of the month to go and check her out. In addition to everyone that is going to be there for the con, they've got some impressive guests lined up for Fan Expo. So definitely go over to their page check him out. We had Adam, who is the interim uh, director right now for Pop Culture Classroom. If you have not checked out that video, please do. It's over on our YouTube channel. Yep, you guessed it. 5280 Geek. And uh, it is a great interview if I do say so myself. But we do talk a lot about um, the state of cons, what uh, the transition was like from Pop Culture Classroom to Fan Expo now, taking over the responsibilities of putting on the con and that uh, pop culture classrooms function now as a sole uh, 501c3 community outreach helping literacy with students and and just the whole pop culture experience that the this this amazing team is putting together so check out that interview with adam and myself if you haven't already and yeah that kind of catches us up with uh other stuff now the crazy facebook crashes for six hours i honestly thought it was the end of the world. That's like the precursor to the apocalypse. And the whistleblower basically was, you know, the the, the horseman that came in and and took it out. Because I have never been able to get that much done in a day. It seems like since forever. Who knew Facebook would go down for six hours? It was it was refreshing last week, but it's fine. Everybody was okay everybody survived (laughs) but it's better now so uh we can get back to to life as we know it nerddom in progress so some of the things that are catching my eye um like tomorrow this is kind of huge um not kind of but from a certain standpoint if you're heavy into the nerddom um William Shatner is getting shot in the space. Uh Kirk in space is basically what I'm thinking it. Uh Watch Blue, who was the um who launched a four person crew now, is taking Shatner into space tomorrow um instead of uh Blue's founder and CEO, uh Jeff Bezos. Uh so they're sending William Shatner, who is um, 90 years old and he will be basically the oldest person to date to go into space. Now, I'm sure as time goes on and we start to travel amongst the stars or commute to the moon and back or, you know, depending upon how Isaac Asimovy you want to get, there there is the potential of us, you know, colonizing in our own solar system. It's only a matter of time, right? So I'm sure... This will be a short-lived record uh, of William Shatner being the oldest person to uh, come into space. But right now, I have the fear that this is going to be like uh, Space Cowboys, and this is, they're just burying Shatner on the moon. That somehow he has passed away, and nobody has said anything, and, and they're shooting Shatner to the moon. That's where he will, he will be sitting next to Tommy Lee Jones. No, I'm just kidding. That's, that was just a movie. Uh, the NS-18 mission is set to take off uh, from Launch Site 1, the company's sprawling launch facility near Van Horn in the western part of Texas. The crew will be flying in the company's new uh, Shepard rocket. Uh, the launch was originally scheduled to fly on October 12th, but uh, no, excuse me, it is scheduled to fly tomorrow. ha. <laughs> sorry i wasn't looking at my dates i wrote this earlier (laughs) because i've been wanting to talk about this but i've I've decided to kind of to hold off and um just kind of kind of wait till we got to this so the crew is of course shatner uh audrey powers who's the company's vice president uh in addition to Uh, Chris uh, uh, Bozine, co-founder of Planet Labs, and uh, Glenn DeVries, uh, who is the co-founder of the clinical trial software company, uh, Medidata. So these four wonderful individuals are going to be launched into space. The launch live stream is set to begin around 5.30 a.m. Pacific time. So that is just simply... um, fabulous for us because that's I think 830 if I'm not mistaken on my my time zones yeah so 830 I'm right <laughs> had to do like maths in my head uh so yes yeah, so 8:30 30 will be launch and it'll be I guess that's kind of like all the live streaming and stuff leading into the launch and then of course the the actual off uh is roughly one hour later so I'm curious to to see how this goes I mean I don't think um Bezo will will ever survive if he does anything to to Shatners I mean it it, it will be nerds revolt it really will uh, he should run for the hills and I, I'm sure nothing's going to happen everything will be fine and, and all of that and I think it's kind of cool I would take a shot for space absolutely just just to go up there and kind of do the the weightless thing and and see everything from up above. But uh, you probably will be able to do this soon because, looking at the article, it does kind of specify that um, you might be able to get your tickets for the next one. Evidently, they're looking at um, doing a more trip starting in next year. No, excuse me, December. December will be the next um kind of scheduled liftoff so you um you can grab your tickets if you've got that much cash to to dispose of i couldn't imagine it's that cheap to to fly up there but hey if you're you're looking for a business opportunity 5280 geek could use a sponsor (laughs) don't don't shoot your money to the stars we are the stars you're looking for uh sorry i cracked myself up what else is going on oh new york comic-con happened this last weekend and it was a success everyone kind of came out to flex their nerd and social distancing was kept in mind uh a lot of cosplays that i saw uh kind of you know incorporated the masks into their cosplay and Everything went uh, smashingly from what I've seen. I haven't seen any negative press or any issues or problems that kind of came out of it. The one funny thing is... Uh, the cosplay that everyone kept talking about was the Peter Griffin lookalike that evidently survived COVID. Uh, COVID. And um, Robert Francis, who is the living embodiment of Peter Griffin, evidently has taken this on as his own kind of job now. He, he impersonates the look. He sounds like him. And he, and I guess everyone at Family Guy is very aware of his existence, so much so that they've had a a, seri- a, a a joke put into one of the cartoons about him. Of course, you know, that's not uncommon that Family Guy, you know, takes other things to joke about because they really don't have a show. But, you know, that's just besides the fact. <laughs> uh, but he also is available to do, like, um ca- You can reach out and he'll, like, even call and do his impersonation. He'll show up as Peter, um, and he's very active in the geek community. So it was kind of cool to see him. They've even made fun of him that, you know – on uh Family Guy and um McFarlane was like yeah don't don't encourage him that just don't mention his name yeah you're just gonna encourage him and and make it make it really worth worth worse so (laughs) evidently he he reached out to Family Guy to find out if you know if he's going to get in trouble because i guess he's starting to make money and um the the creators behind family guy the producers basically said uh they weren't going to sue and uh are where and we love what you're doing so that 's kind of cool i mean it 's not like having the mouse where you know you get more popular, and as soon as you do, you know the mouse comes down on you like a ton of cheese. These guys are like yeah we 're aware of what you 're doing, we love it. Um, we love what you 're doing keep it up we 're aware of you and that 's cool. Just a little acknowledgement for that for that inner for that inner nerd inside of you, and that's that 's all it takes. <laughs> uh, what else is going on so um, lots to talk about. Uh, And I'm not ready yet to talk about it, but I do want to spread the word. Simply because of how it just... I don't even know. The words almost fail me as far as describing the show. But Squid Game has absolutely pulled me in. And I really wasn't going to go for it. But... um, after much consideration, and I have someone to watch it with me, which makes all the difference. I mean, it's one thing to watch the show on your own, but uh, I actually have someone who wants to watch it and is as invested in it as I am. And and she's got as many questions as I do, and we have our own theories, and I know we're only at episode 5 now, 5 or 6. And uh, I I'm sure those out there probably have already finished the series and have gone back for seconds, and I can understand. And this is just the twisted reality of how things could could go for the world. And there's just so many dark places that this show reaches into and it is absolutely spectacular I love the premise it it is very running man kind of taken to you know an obscure little level I have my theory on who the gamesman is Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be right my brother had his theory and I think he finished it last night and I told him not to tell me because he had his theory and I have mine. And I'm like, don't don't tell me until till we, we finish it. So it's kind of fun to sit there and just kind of go back and forth while, you know, because we're taking our time. We don't want to just plow through it. So we're doing, you know, a couple episodes at a chunk. So we just – because we're enjoying it so much. And we just kind of, you know, keep mulling over and just how – the depravity and just ruthlessness of people comes out in this show and I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just that or there is the the humanity on the other side because you've got these people that break into groups as they're trying to defend themselves and to progress further into this game and of course the winner at the end gets in, in, an un, unthinkable amount of money just ridiculous money uh, and that's that's kind of the driving force. So the first episode, you get kind of a taste, and everybody is kind of like, well, I don't want to do it. And then they show you what you're going to win, and you can just see the greed just show up. Now, as the show progresses, it definitely dwells on the situation and where they're at in their lives, and that they're at, at such a point in their lives that rock bottom would be generous. I mean, these people are beyond recovery. They, there's no way they will get out there's no way they can they can make a better life and being inside this game fighting for your life is better than the reality of what they're facing out in the real world and and, and in that it's like eye-opening and you're like holy crap that this is it could happen it really I mean we're seeing you know inklings of it today if someone came up to you and said hey you want to play a game and you have a chance of you know never having to worry about money again would you do it it's a great question. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of an argument that I used to get into with one of my friends, uh, and his his take on absolute power corrupts absolutely. And he was convinced that that is the case that there's no way around it. And I, of course, try to think higher of people. Humans are amazing people. They 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 they're beings of immense generosity and and are very conscious. Of people around them, sometimes. So it's very interesting, and it was a very challenging debate. It was an ongoing debate. Him and I had going back and forth of you know absolute power, and you know you could see you know, if you could do this, would you do it? And and it, it was like fun going back and forth. So with the Squid Game, it is so I'm, I'm very compelled by the brutality and the eagerness of some, while others are just trying to be smart and make it. Th- through so i and and there's a little duplicity going on of course everyone's trying to play the game their way when and think that they're in control when there's there's no chance so uh, i'm curious to see how it ends i have a theory and i'll tell you the theory once i finish the show it also gives you a chance to kind of catch up if you haven't watched it because i am going to tell you you should watch it even just for the standpoint of of just like Wow, that is seriously messed up. Cuz there's some there's some screwed ups, there's some screwed up moments already, and I don't think I have much further to go to to reach the end, so I'm curious how they they close this this story up. So Uh, I'll let you know my take and everything else on it when I finish, probably in the next week or so. Uh, we've got a couple of other things coming up for the podcast. So probably when it's just me again, I will, I will let you know my, my final Thoughts. Uh, moving along in movies, there. So somewhere along the line, someone thought bringing Scream back was a great idea. So uh, Entertainment Weekly has released new pictures of behind the scenes and characters for the new Scream film. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and uh, David Arquette all return for the uh 2022 sequel i don't know how i feel about this Uh, um kind of like okay sure i mean the images look fine um nev campbell and of course courtney cox back together again i'm curious i don't know if there's any like bad blood between courtney cox and david arquette Uh, i know david arquette's a little little out there i mean he tried to become a wrestler obviously he's he's well suited for that job and it's just very interesting that they would come back to this West Craven um franchise now and I understand there's a lot and it's kind of a cool premise but I mean they kind of have wiped out everybody in the series with the exception of the three and then I guess there's another returning character from last go around um that's also returning I can't remember the character's name <laughs> oh uh, Marley Shelton is going to be reprising her role as Judy Hicks from scream 4 so she returns and there's a bunch of fresh faces eager for butchering uh, to come back into the fray on January 14th 2022 when this hits screens I'm sure I'll see it just for the pure sake of you know nothing makes me laugh harder than teens getting slaughtered <laughs> But I think they I'm, I think they missed the mark on getting this out on uh Halloween. I mean, I know Halloween kills uh, is landing of course this week uh we 're going to a special screening tonight uh, to let you know what we think, and that'll probably be on the next podcast. We'll give you some thoughts and some reactions to Halloween Kills uh, for the screening tonight, which I'm excited to see. I always do like Michael Myers. Jamie Lee Curtis is returning, and there's a couple of other returning roles. I really, they all have blurred together. Over like the last 20 years, Halloween has just become one gigantic tapestry of blood stained overalls. I don't I can't, I couldn't even tell you the difference in all of the different ones that have come out except for like the pumpkin head one with the TV and that was just horrible. The Rob Zombie remakes weren't bad. The first one was better than the second one. The second one really just pissed me off with the Rob Zombie one, but the first one, not bad. It was it was entertaining. We'll see what happens with um with that I'll let you know, but with the the Scream it could be fun. It, it it really looks to be kind of in, you know, tongue in cheek kind of horror that Wes Craven has built that up. I guess there was uh, some challenges with COVID and the filmmakers very politely took everything into consideration and worked to solve any surprises and issues that may have come up during filming. And everyone kind of pulled together and became kind of a family, according to the, the production staff. So. Everyone was happy, and it came out to their liking. So we'll see how that unfolds, and I'm excited to to see see what happens. Um, what else? Oh, so this is a go. This is a thing, and I guess it's it's okay. Um, Tales of the Walking Dead anthology series uh, sets premiere. Window. So if you're up to date on The Walking Dead on AMC, uh, you're ahead of me. I have not gotten completely up to date or caught up on what's going on with our favorite batch of Walking Dead heroes, villains, crew, people. Yeah, there's something in there. Um, I want, I want this to go out in the blaze of glory that it's deserved, but I don't think that's going to happen. And I honestly think that as... Cool as Tales of the Walking Dead anthology series will be, I don't know if this is the answer that I'm looking for. Season one will tell six original one hour standalone stories with both new and familiar characters, all set in the Walking Dead universe. Uh, Channing Powell serves as the showner- showrunner and will work closely with the franchise veteran and Walking Dead universe CCO Scott M. Gimple, who is the the brain trust the the driving force and let's just face it the guy that has saved the walking dead more times than rick grimes's gun uh the production is expected to kick off in early 2022 so here's my issue i want walking dead to go out in a blaze of glory but and all of that aside this kind of intrigues me from the standpoint of the vehicle in which that they can tell stories because i would like and maybe i'm the only one to see them go back in time. The one thing that The Walking Dead did very well was tell a story. So they would go back in time and and set things up. They would they would take us back to how things were before this group met or something that happened to this character or you know it just it worked very well as a plot device. And as the show progressed, they got further and further away from that storytelling, and of course, you know, we've gotten uh, the other couple of shows, Fear the Walking Dead, which... I mean, it's, it's okay. It's hit or miss with me, and, and I really was pissed off after the first season of that that series because it took an entire season to get out of a fucking driveway and i know that i that i should put that behind me and i do and i have moved on with fear the walking dead and have seen some of the new newer seasons that uh have shown a lot of you know promise when and, and then you know you get herschel and or not herschel um oh i can't think of his name at the moment but um you 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 get other characters that have crossed over there from the walking dead and it's it's okay it's it's made me a little more you know open to it i haven't the tales of the walking dead uh another one that i'm just kind of like i i don't oh no that's a there's another series which one is it um uh, I'm looking. Sorry, uh, I know there's the other series that they just premiered, and that's how of an impact that it, it gave me. That it really, eh, I could do without it. Really, um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't care. Um, and I, and then I don't know if that's going to be the case for the new the new series because it depends on where they they go with it i wouldn't mind seeing you know i know they're gonna do um uh, daryl and carol go on a date series that's been greenlit and i guess we're gonna get their own little spin off series as they ride off into the distance that's just strange um especially given the nature of their relationship and daryl and i don't eh eh i guess it's just it's just a very awkward end to me for those two characters. Um, and let's face it, they are the fan favorites. The only reason that they're getting this and the only reason they made it this far is because everybody just loves these characters. And I don't... I don't know. I just don't see them doing this. This just doesn't make, make sense. Why? Why? I know, just to keep the show going. Keep the story alive. And I know... Like I said, I am all about the story, and I'm hoping it's a compelling one, and I want to see it end. Because eventually it does. Everything comes to an end. No matter how hard or fast you run, sooner or later, everything does come to its end. And I get that. But I really think that The Walking Dead deserves a better send-off than than kind of what we're getting there is some closure and there's some awkwardness in The Walking Dead right now of course as you know we have Negan in there and I'm not going to give you any spoilers simply because we're not done with the show so I won't give you my take on everything yet but Maggie and Negan that friction I kind of that was just weird also and and i'm i know it's it's kind of a lot to recover and put back together especially when we had kirkman in the writing room and is and basically wrenched it all up so how do you recover? How do you fix it? And how do you make it better to make it end where it makes sense? And there's some great stuff going on. I, I, I'm I very excited to go into it further with you. Once we get the final final episodes done, I will give you my my overall take. And I was just ex- surprised that they really are going to – no, I'm not surprised. Who am I kidding? I am completely – well prepared for tales of the walking dead anthology just do it smart that is my only request and with six episodes you can't really muck that up give us something cool you don't even have to stay within continuity just just give us some great stories give us the drama give us the the moments that absolutely sold us on the first 10 seasons because there was so many of them and you know Uh, All clear Still one of my favorite ones Morgan there we go I knew I would remember his name sooner or later When Morgan left Walking Dead to go with Fear the Walking Dead That's kind of when I jumped and went Just to see what this was all about But that was like again Still one of my favorite Episodes of The Walking Dead And if they can recapture that In another format Or another way of storytelling I'm all in by absolute means Make it happen Come on I'm rooting for you guys. I really am. I'm on your side. <laughs> uh, what else? In video game news, dun, 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 Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy launch trailer appears to have a bit of a reveal at the end of it. Uh, I was watching this trailer because I did do my... Uh, pre-order for the collector's edition on this particular game. I'm excited. Everybody knows how much of a Guardians of the Galaxy fan I am in addition to a Star-Lord fan. So getting a game like this is... I'm very excited. I haven't had, you know, a little anticipation of a new new game for quite a while so to see this kind of coming in and then there's other elements to the game that look kind of fun uh evidently you'll be able to pick multiple skins and costumes for star lord from the comics from the movies from just about every different comic that star lord has appeared in even i think i saw the marvel magazine one with the horrible blue suits oh yeah please oh no no one no one should wear that um (laughs) but with that in mind the gameplay and everything for this game looks spectacular there is somewhat that i'm very excited to see how this works but during gameplay i guess you can call a huddle (coughs) pardon me i guess you can call a huddle up what that means is all the guardians get together star lord gives them a pep talk and then they go at it. But the cool feature about this is, evidently, Star Lord's got his his Walkman. You can pick the song that you 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 charge into battle to. And I guess there's attributes to the songs that he has. So you can get different results as far as, like, morale and attacking and speed. And I'm really excited to to play with this dynamic. This sounds fun to me. And, of course, the music um, is all kinds of, you know, what we expected that Gunn introduced in the first uh, film. So it really does kind of make me excited. Now, the kind of like sneaky peeky at the end of the trailer leads us to believe that adam warlock is going to be in the game now recently the actor has been announced for who's going to be playing adam warlock in the new guardians of the galaxy volume three and i'm eh, i'm i'm i don't know if this is true or not so i'm not even going to report on it but they have said Adam Warlock is going to be it, and, and they kind of got who they're eyeing. Because every time I've fallen for this is who's going to play Adam Warlock, it's been wrong, so screw off. I'm not going to the, the <laughs> feed the monster on this one. But they have confirmed that Adam Warlock, which is about damn time, comes in so other characters that looks like they are going to be making an appearance in the new Guardians of the Galaxy uh Cosmos of course Mantis Lady Hellbender uh, a couple of different Nova Corps uh Peter's mom evidently is also kind of making an appearance I don't know if it's Peter's mom or if it's Moondragon um on that one because I I don't know it could be either way maybe but because um, it does focus highly on the <laughs> the movie, but it doesn't make sense to me that I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure it's probably a flashback or something. But if the instant I saw the character, I'm like, oh, it's Moon Dragon. No, it's I think that's Peter's mom. So they're saying Peter's mom. But, you know, that's what happens when you read too many comics. They all start to like like fold over each other. Uh, and then it goes to the story is the Universal Church. Uh, which I'm really excited to see how this story like unravels, especially with everything that happened in the the volume two. So I'm I'm really 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 excited, so excited. So this game will be out October twenty sixth. It's available on all platforms. So by all means, get out there, get your Guardians of the Galaxy on. I can't wait for volume three. And the, the final final arc to the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm gonna get Warlock about damn time. Uh, one of the guys that was, like, crucial to the Infinity Gauntlet. Wasn't even there. Instead, we got Captain Marvel. Such a... I mean, a great entrance, but... Damn, that just pissed me off. Mm. Anyway. Uh, what else? Oh, this just landed. Overwatch Halloween uh, Terror Event Returns with new skins. Yay! So... If you didn't know uh there is one event in all of the video games that I play that I look forward to every year um not not only is it the gears event um with the blowing up you know santa ghouls those are those are fun um terrible tickers and whatever the rest of them were called uh it is the junkenstein's revenge platform that is on overwatch Blizzard always does a very very good job of this content and i look forward to it every single year now it is already available uh you can download and update mine uh, i updated this morning my brother is busy updating his cause guaranteed we will be out there taking advantage of the uh respective uh skins achievements All sorts of fun stuff. So, as it breaks out, there are different skins and things that are available every week. And this goes, like I said, until November 2nd. So, you've got roughly three weeks. Um, If you win nine games, 18 games, 27 games, there are specific objectives and prizes that you get for these goals. Now, the uh, Genji epic skin for this one is actually kind of cool um i think most of these are i mean they, they're kind of cool the ones that stand out uh to me for this is uh the Roadhog, which is absolutely terrifying as a clown um <laughs> not not nice i know uh private cheeseburger double a ron would definitely not like this one and probably would steer far far away from it um there is one that looks like um looks a vampire hunter brigitte which looks kind of cool uh coffin bastion not bad um bat echo okay Um, you can go on to the uh Blizzard Entertainment's Overwatch online and check out all of the different skins that are available. Each week there will be somebody different. And like I said, Genji's up first this week. Uh nine games, you get the spray, uh eighteen games, icon, and of course twenty-seven wins, you get the epic skin. So Little playing involved, but it is a good time. I mean, it's basically just horde, and you have you know a certain amount of characters to choose from to survive. And if you make it you know that many games in a row, you you get your unlocks. So, so so worth it. I I love it. And I I if you want to join me, I'll tell you what. If you want to join me, send me a friend request. Uh, my I'm on Xbox uh, Xbox One. And you're more than welcome to send me a friend request. And if you want to play, I would love to jump in, and we'll 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 take it on together. Uh, I am the B L K A D D E R, uh, the Black Adder is who I am. That is my gamer's tag on Xbox One that I'm usually playing under. So if you want to send me a friend request and you just wanna you want to get in with a little little uh, Junkenstein's Revenge, little Overwatch, I'm all for it. Let's let's do it. I'll, I'll fight with you. <laughs> oh, what else? Oh, this week, weekend, I did see uh, the latest Bond film. I don't know if uh, Spud is going to be doing a meat and taters on this m- movie or not. They didn't tell me if they were going to go check it out. So I'm going to give you kind of my take on it as a long-running Bond fan. And I think it's it's so with everything uh, that's going on in uh the character and the development and the the hubbub about 007 and James Bond and just what all had transpired in addition to for the film to make money the ridiculous you know amount uh, $900 million is a very steep price tag. And I did see it in the theater because I think that is the only way to properly see a Bond film. Yes, I have seen plenty of them not in the theater and after the theater. But, um, yeah, because there's some of the Sean Connerys that I never got to see in the theater, which is disappointing. Yes. However, that said, I, the theater wasn't full, which is fine. I means you get to kind of, you know, kick Kick back. You can you can talk a little bit more. You can kind of engage the film on an entirely different level. So as I'm sitting there watching the new Bond film, there is um, some elements that I really like and I'm really enjoying from the standpoint that Bond does retire. We kind of pick up at the end of Spectre, and everything kind of flows from that now the one thing that i noticed in this and i'm not saying this is a negative or derogatory comment but not a single woman dies in this film there are love interests and let's face it every time that there's a love interest in a bond film she 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 gets taken out or something happens to him, something tragic and i think honestly this is the first time um you know the one love interest doesn't get get taken out in fact not a single female is killed in in this film and that's spectacular i i think that's amazing but we also see the end of some very uh some some characters that i wasn't i I really was not prepared to see come to a conclusion in the story now i know this is daniel's craig final episode or or stand in as bond at least that's what they're saying so it leaves me wondering how they what happens. Where do we go from here? Now the acting in this is 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 great. Uh I can't I can't tell you how amazing everybody performs. Even Daniel Craig as Bond even kind of takes it up to that smooth kind of fun energetic bond that we've come to love over the years and it is just in his delivery and how he he portrays bond is actually very different from what we've seen in the past and I think he almost kind of humanizes bond for us to where you're kind of like okay this is this is different and it's a good different it's a it's a it's a positive step for the character and this could also be from um, Craig's experiences on other movies and all of that just kind of coming through. He's not as stoic. And you actually see him, like, laugh and smile a little bit. So it's it's really entertaining. And, of course, Q, Money, Penny, M, all of them deliver probably some of their um, their best performance. Uh, Remy Malik, who is the villain is just creepy as as hell as a villain and delivers probably i don't want to say his best performance because i'm still what he did with freddie mercury i still think is his his biggest standout role but how he portrays the villain and everything that goes on in this film is 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 great. It's very emotional, and it it really tugs on the heartstrings a bit. And later, as more people have seen this film, there is a question that I have in my mind, but I can't say it without some stuff giving being given away. So I have to wait, but is it worth seeing? Yes. Is it Daniel Craig at his best playing Bond? I would definitely put it in the upper part of his uh, films for the the Bond series. I really have enjoyed Daniel Craig as Bond, and I really, at the beginning, didn't think that I would. I, I, I mean, it's hard to compare anyone to Connery's performance as Bond, and I did like Pierce Brosnan's run as well. So there's a lot of comparisons when you're looking at a character as iconic as bond and i think that was like the whole point ian fleming had when he created the character he wanted someone that could you know endure through time and yes of course they've taken certain liberties and they've gone way over on some of the ideas because we won't bring up the roger moore moonraker oh sorry never mind already just did oh or octopussy oh oops sorry yeah i'll I'll better next time but I mean there are these ones that are just a little far-fetched that you're like yeah that's <laughs> they, they're relying a little bit too heavier on the gadgets did I miss the gadgets of course everybody misses the gadgets because they're fun and it's just you everybody lives for that moment where Bond is sitting down and him and Q are going toe-to-toe and it is fun and it's and it's lighthearted, but it's still again kind of punny and, and tongue-in-cheek we do get some of the the classic Bond puns finally and I really I really missed it to be honest with you. I missed the gadgets, I missed the puns. Now, of course, the elephant in the room. There is a new 007. Yes, she is a female, but even in the film they make it a point to tell you it's just a number. As the movie progresses, yes, they do acknowledge that there is more to it than just a number. It is I don't want to say a state of mind, but it definitely comes to a moment of no, this is what's right and and it's fine, Daniel Craig has even commented on why would you make James Bond a woman? He's not a woman he, he he's never been a woman uh, in, in any of Ian Fleming's novels. Why not just create a female character that's just as imposing and commanding and capable as bond and I agree a hundred percent with that statement. Why do we need to retool a character when we can just create? a character out of this i think the the performance that is given for the new female 007 is spectacular was she wasted could there have been more scenes maybe but this isn't her story this is this is the conclusion to bond's story and not to run over her performance or the significance of having a female 007. She's not the first female agent. In fact, there's been multiple female agents through all of Daniel Craig's Bond series. So I kind of look at it from the standpoint of uh, just another agent, but she's a very capable agent, and she is, and she even says it, by the book. And it's kind of fun, and yes, Bond has taken certain liberties throughout his career, some good. Some not so good with, you know, you go in blazing and you just pray to God you don't hit everything and pick pieces up at the end. It's fine. I liked it. It was an emotional ride. I, I will end up picking it up. Is it my favorite out of it? I don't know. I, it's hard to say if this is my favorite Bond film to date, um, there's been so many of them, like Halloween. They all st- kind of start to to blur together, and it's more like moments and scenes that you're like, yeah, I remember this or this was cool. Of course, we get our fair share of Austin Martins uh, that get destroyed. Ugh. That was probably the most painful bit. We lost an Austin Martin, guys. Damn it! <laughs> but it did have toys. It had lots of gadgets, and I liked it. <laughs> Uh, that is my take, or at least my thoughts, more of a reflection, if you will, on No Time to Die, the latest Daniel Craig film, the last Daniel Craig film. I don't know who you're going to get to, to it, I, I mean, there's so many uncertainties when it comes to the, Blond, the Bond franchise at this point. Uh, who do you get to replace him? Does Bond come back? I mean, they did have the uh, at the final credits, Bond will return, and that's great. Uh, I I wouldn't expect him not to, but there is no kind of like you know from the Marvel end credits, post credit scene or anything like that. So, uh, sorry guys, I know everyone hangs out now. Marvel has has totally broken us. <laughs> uh and a quick look over the computer it looks like everything is uh, copacetic so the nerd world is at peace it's calmed and it's all good so i guess that kind of wraps up this week we will be back next week um we'll do have some new toy opens coming uh we just haven't finished opening them well we did we just need to film it because we start opening and we start playing with them and that's just yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Um, yeah, that's about it. So, give us a like, give us a share, please. We are always around, and uh, we're here for your questions. Join me on Xbox One. It's an open invitation. Send me your send me your invites. Send me a friend request. I'm absolutely always down to play some video games with anybody, especially if you're a gears head. I'd love to get some some gears in with some some new people, some uh, someone that's just new to the game. Even I'll, I'll walk you through it. I uh, guess. That about wraps it. So in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind.